Chapter 25 The Priestly Word of Peace 1 Samuel 1.12-18 Here we have an earthly high priest dealing with a child of sorrow. In his treatment of her we find both a contrast and a comparison with the heavenly high priest. The contrast comes out strikingly. Eli shows first a lack of knowledge, for he speaks under a mistake in ignorance of the person and the condition of her whom he addressed. Second, a lack of mercy, for he charges her at once with drunkenness. Third, a lack of patience and caution, for he does not wait to inquire. And fourth, a lack of tenderness, for he speaks harshly as well as rashly. How great the contrast in all these respects between the earthly and the heavenly high priest! Contrast this scene with that of the woman of Sychar, or the woman taken in adultery. What a contrast between Eli and the Lord! How differently does Jesus deal with a sinner from the way in which Eli does? The way in which Eli acts makes it necessary for the woman to defend herself. The way in which Jesus acts creates no such necessity, for they to whom he speaks feel that their unworthiness is no barrier to his grace, and that the admission of their unworthiness does not alter that grace in the least. The words and acts of Jesus do not set them upon self-defense, as did Eli's. How great the difference between this holy man of Israel and him who is the Holy One of Israel! Isaiah thirty fifteen. But there is comparison or likeness as well as contrast. Eli, though imperfectly, does represent the better high priest, even him who can be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, Hebrews 4.15, King James Version, who can have compassion on the ignorant, who is a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God, Hebrews 2.17, and who always lives to make intercession for us. Hebrews 7.25. This will come out as we consider first the application to the high priest, second the answer, third the confidence, and fourth the consolation. 1. The Application Hannah deals directly with Eli. She is in Jehovah's tabernacle. She has access to its altar. She speaks to the high priest face to face. She makes two special requests. First, do not consider me as a worthless woman, verse 16, do not treat me as a sinner, and second, let me find favor in your sight, verse 18. These are our two special petitions in our dealings with the better high priest. Do not deal with me as a sinner, and let me find favor with you. Forgiveness and favor are what we need, and they are what we come to the high priest for for he is the high priest of the good things to come. Let us deal with him directly. Let us put our whole case into his hands. We make an appeal to him as the Son of God, as the high priest, the God-man who sits on the throne of grace. He waits for us, let us wait on him. He is our Eli, our Aaron, our Melchizedek. All fullness is with him. He sets open that fullness to us. Though sinners, let us remember we have to do with one who can manage the worst case and can undertake for the chief of sinners. 2. The Answer His answer is, Go in peace, 
and may the God of Israel grant your petition. Verse 17. He speaks peace to her. She was sorely troubled and tempest-tossed. She needed peace, and it is with peace that he begins. So is it with peace that our Eli begins. God has made peace, and he speaks to us the peace that he has made. Go in peace, he says to everyone who comes to him, for the one who comes to me I will certainly not cast out. John 6.37. This answer is sure to everyone who comes to him. He does not stand on ceremony with his petitioners. He gives what is asked. He sends no one away empty. Let us believe that we have what we ask of him. And then, as if speaking to us about the Father, he says, May Jehovah hear you and fulfill all your petitions. Psalm 20, 5. We do not hear his voice, but just as surely as Eli speaks to Hannah and grants her petition, so he speaks to us and does for us exceeding abundantly above all that we ask. Ephesians 3, 20, King James Version. Everyone who goes to our high priest is certain to receive an answer, a gracious one. He sends no one away unsatisfied. Peace and favor from the God of Israel, these are the things he gives. Hannah went to Eli uninvited, but we go invited. It is our heavenly priest who says, Come to me. John 7 37. 3. The confidence. Hannah went her way. She did not trouble, annoy, or offend Eli with a second or a third solicitation. She took him at his word like the nobleman who came to Jesus about his son. This is how we are to deal with our Eli. Take him at his word. Trust him. Do justice to his faithfulness and honesty. Let us not stand on ceremony or approach in terror and doubt, but let us believe that he is the rewarder of everyone who seeks him. Nor let us deceive ourselves and mock him by saying, I don't distrust him, I only distrust myself. This is absurd. You are really distrusting him and doing so on the ground that you are not fully complying with his conditions, as if he made any conditions whereas he bids you to trust him just as you are. If your faith is not good enough, come with it as it is. If your way of coming is imperfect, add that to the number of your sins and still trust. Let nothing in yourself produce distrust, so long as it is true that Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners. In you they trusted and were not disappointed. Psalm 22, 5 is a truth for us now and for the consolation. She not only went her way, but she also ate, and her countenance was not sad any more, literally no more what it was. Her sorrow had been deep. Now it passed away at the gracious voice of the high priest. Thus we learn what it is that relieves a distressed soul. It is the voice of the great high priest. Go in peace. Mark 5, 34. We have a high priest with whom to communicate in our troubles, a greater than Aaron or Eli. So we know, even more surely than Hannah when she heard Eli's voice, that his words to every soul that comes to him are, Go in peace. He is not meticulous, nor does he wait to scrutinize the quality or excellence of our manner of approach. The moment that he hears our words, God be merciful to me, Luke 18, 13, his answer comes down, Go in peace. 
Let us be sure of this. Let us give credit to His promises, even though we don't actually see His face or hear His voice. Our petition must be successful. He cannot deny Himself. He cannot dishonor His priesthood nor break His promises. We cannot be more certain that we have asked than that He answers. How long are we to wait before believing Him? How many signs are we to ask for before we are sure that He will do as He has said? Why will we persist in doubts which all take for granted that He is not true to His word and which disguise their wickedness under the name of humility and under the pretense that if we do not know whether we have asked correctly, we cannot know whether He will answer until He has answered? Let us beware of the Pharisaism that is always asking for a sign before it will trust the Son of God.